Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome back to this Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast. World Cup fever is here. The warm-up matches are out of the way and we are heading headfirst, two feet straight in to the Springboks in the opening game of the World Cup. Um, Alan and Matt and David here to get excited about it all. Um, Alan, how are you feeling? How's that fever hitting you? I think we we talked sort of four or five weeks ago about how we were almost surprised at like the first match happening. And actually, as we've sort of built through those four matches, the, the fever's just built up and built up where it was second half of that second France game. It was like peak fever. And then this Georgia match yeah. was sort of a little bit of fear started to creep in. And now, you know, bloody heck, nine days out from the Safa match. It's uh, yeah, can't wait. Matt, how are you feeling yet? There's been an awful lot of um, that that try compilation video that dropped on YouTube um, a couple of days ago. That is just feeding the hope, isn't it? Yeah, I, I couldn't quite believe that video. It was 30 minutes long, and I think someone made the joke on on Twitter that the the previous like decade of Scottish rugby wouldn't have been able to fill like 15 minutes try wise. Like 30 minutes of like our best tries since 2019, wasn't it? I think it was every try since 2019. Every try. Yeah. And to be fair, there's a hell of a lot of them. And like quite a lot of them are absolute worldies. Best uh, try so since 2019? Good question. Is it the Pete, is the Pete Horn versus South Africa in that one? Uh, with the, with the, the, the two behind yeah. backs. Yeah. Two behind the back. pre, was that pre or post? That I think sick. that, yeah. I, yeah. I can't actually remember. It might have been pre. It's, and, it's got, I think it's going to be the final, the last try versus England this year. I was thing thinking that or 
or oh. two hands try against England in the same game? Pure pure vibes is Sam Johnson in the draw game. Twenty. But that was, was that pre. 20, 20, that, that was pre twenty nineteen. Pre nineteen. <laughs> <pre-19? laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Fuck. God. Was it really? I think it might have literally Holy been twenty nineteen. To be fair. Fuck. Where's your cut off? No. I mean, well, whatever you since the 2019 World Cup was the cutoff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, know. I think. Yeah. Um, I think. I think broadly, sort of the period post Tunney pre Finn is just that real dearth of just any sort of back attacking play leading to tries. Yeah. We tried our best. Well, as, yeah, we absolutely did. And as I say, we are we are four fixtures out of the way in this sort of World Cup cycle. Um, casting your mind back to July, we absolutely pumped Italy 25-13. We then went on to have a stunning comeback win against France 25-21. Narrow loss in that absolute classic down in Saint-Étienne, 30-27 to France, and then topping it off with a nice five-try second half, canter past Georgia, 33-6. I guess taking those four matches as a whole map, what have we learned about this squad that perhaps we didn't know um, before these sort of warm-ups started? I was actually thinking the exact same thing today and asking whether across these four matches any new players have emerged, any new combinations, whether we're going to pick a squad that was any different to what we would have thought before these matches. And actually probably there's not that much difference. Um so I don't know if we've actually like learned anything particularly new, but at the same time, I think from these four matches, haven't got any injuries. The Ferguson red card we've done very well out of. And I think all our key players are playing pretty well. And those combinations across halfback, midfield, maybe the back row is the one that has changed slightly in that Dempsey's come through to the forefront. But apart from that, it, it seems as if it's just kind of been business as usual, which I, I think is a good thing. I was, I was, I think your back row point is interesting. I think we've probably, I was going to say that we've probably learned that maybe Darge is a stick on at seven and also that Kinghorn looks really, really, really good at 15. So perhaps any concerns that we had about hog dropping, dropping out and us sort of, that being a detriment to the squad, um, we may be unfounded. But beyond that, I'm sort of tr- struggling to think of any specific things that we sort of learnt or, or managed to put to bed. I think it's just validated a lot of what we already knew, which is when we turn it on. Which is all, which is always nice. Yeah, well, depends on what it is. <laughs> nice that it validates <laughs> that when we, we turn it on, we can sort of compete with anyone in the world. And actually, Finn especially... Is um is potentially sort of the the best ten in the world when he's when he's got quick ball on the other side. In all three matches, we we had sort of up to forty minutes where we weren't really in the game. <laughs> uh, most of it in the first forty minutes. So that's a bit of a fear where ultimately, as has been said quite a lot, if if we do that against especially South Africa out the gate, ultimately. We're not going to be able to catch them up if we go more than sort of 10, 12 points behind, right? Yeah, I think I think you're right. And that seems to have been quite a lot of the chatter um, 
in the sort of punditry world this week. I mean, I suppose, yes, and the difficult thing is it's not as if we've always been slow starters within that context, because you think of the second France game, we actually came out of the blocks really well, and it was just that middle, like, 2025 of madness that cost us in the end. But, yeah, I agree that that consistency point is is interesting and maybe something that hasn't been put to bed and I feel as if against actually quite a few teams Scotland could put in as has been shown in the past like a 50 55 minute performance 60 and and do enough to win the game because of the the game breakers that game breakers they've got but it's once again South Africa and Ireland where you need to be in the contest for you know 70 75 minutes at least really yeah, exactly. And I think sort of on that point of the fact we're playing South Africa and Ireland, I think the other piece that probably validated in a bit of a bad way was at moments we sometimes struggle physically against a big pack. So there's definitely moments in that second France game where it felt like we were on the back foot and, and France was starting to get some easy yards in the tight. And then actually even in that first half against Georgia, <laughs> we think like we struggle to to sort of man- deal with that sort of quite physical Georgian defence. So again, it's just given the two teams we're playing, just this fear that we've not quite got the players or the game plan to beat those two specific teams. Or you'd almost like prefer to have New Zealand, right? Given the kind of players that we have at our disposal. Even France as well, who I think can, as you say, bring that power game, but at the same time can be a little bit loose. And I think actually playing France often quite suits Scotland style. 100%. But at the same time, going in, probably feeling a little bit more. I was feeling more positive than I did at the start until South Africa completely rinsed New Zealand. Yeah, that, that is a concern. And I think there's been that real shift where I think we've been pretty consistent on this, where we've said South Africa feels like the winnable game. And it now feels like everyone's sort of turning a little bit <laughs> and starting to see, especially Ireland post that Samoa match, starting to potentially see Ireland as the as the more winnable match. I think I probably still lean towards South Africa just because it's first match out the gate. And I think, yeah, if we, but it's <laughs> both both are obviously exceedingly tricky. Odds, odds are currently putting South Africa as 11-point favourites for the fixture. You feeling that? We're going to beat the spread, but probably not win it? I think that's a good bet. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd, I wouldn't even be that confident of beating the spread, to be honest, I don't think. Ireland, a mere 62-point favourites against Romania. You going to beat the spread <laughs> on that? Vern, Vern Cotter leading leading Romania to the, the biggest upset in World Cup history. Thousand, you get a thousand to one on that. <laughs> the the you one say, po- take that every no time. Way. Always take always take a thousand to one odds. Yeah, the the one positive I would say is I think going into those warm up matches, I was a bit like, oh, I think a, a bit upset that to- we got Tonga in our group. But actually, I think when you look at the three Pacific Island sides and how they performed in the run up to the World Cup. I actually think Tonga might be the weakest of the three. Actually, yeah. I think Fiji and Samoa yeah. are a lot stronger. And actually, I think Tonga look like 
they've also got a few good players, but they, they might not, they've not probably got enough to, to challenge uh, even sort of Scotland. So I probably see them as less of a threat, which hopefully should make our trip out to Nice a lot more enjoyable. Just like a nice, like 20, <laughs> yeah. 25 point win in the sun. George, George Horn, George Horn, maybe getting a couple of tries. Oh yeah, George Horn hat trick for sure. Kyle Stevens yeah. bagging, bagging a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. A couple of worldy tries from like Pieto, which is great to watch live. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah, so I suppose we all we all went into the we all went into the warm up, Matt. We're talking about not having learned anything. The perennial question has has any has your opinion changed at all? Are we going to be able to get out of the group or nah? I th- I think as as Alan said there, like I think I've sort of swung between feeling a little bit more optimistic and then um, feeling pretty like forlorn of hope. Um, just because it seemed as if South Africa during the rugby championship weren't at their best, um, and it seemed as if you know if there if there was going to be one team we beat. We catch South Africa a bit on the fly, um, yeah, on the hot brother, and you know it's, it's still going to be a big upset. But I don't know. I think they've just looked imperious, and everyone's talking about the fact they've added like a bit more um, attacking threat to the game in, in the backs. But I think ultimately, like <laughs> they might pick a seven-one bench split, oh and that will be enough to beat us. They will just batter us. And that's all they need to to do. And I think that we can cope with that for for a while. But there's not many teams in world rugby that that can deal with that. Maybe people are even saying now that like Ireland are looking a bit like, um, well, that's gonna be a really difficult game for Ireland. Obviously, it's gonna be always gonna be a hard one, but like maybe an even more difficult game for Ireland. So mm. I don't know. So yeah, yeah, I increasingly sort of. As Alan said, like I'm convincing myself that Ireland is slightly more winnable, just because all, Ireland's pack obviously is very, very strong, but I don't think it is quite as strong as South Africa's. And although we haven't fared that well against them in recent times, <clears throat> we've we've bridged the gap a little bit, and maybe the fact we're more used to playing them means our odds yeah. are slightly better. But yeah, just the that World Cup draw, man. It's hard to make the case. Yeah. Just think, even if we do get out of the group, I think that would be an amazing achievement. But I just think, like, to get out of the group, having beaten one of South Africa and Ireland, and or Ireland, how many bodies are we having to sacrifice to get through that? I just don't think by the time we get to <laughs> France and New Zealand, like, we're going to be on to, like, basically, like, some prop from like the southern knights it's like look lad i'm really <laughs> sorry but you're <laughs> you're gonna have to go out and play hey gordy gordy reed's coming back from retirement actually gordy oh gordy so John good. Welsh. yeah John... <laughs> no, no. plane flies in direct to nice from dubai daryl yeah, marshall straight out, so, straight out strips the pinstripe off ready to go <laughs> i think i think we'd have to We'd have to like tweet about that and then just stop this whole thing. That would just be, <laughs> you've got to go out on that high, surely. That, nothing yeah. would ever beat that. <clears throat> It'd be so good. I think I've got, I think I'm, I'm, I owe an apology to Havan Sebastian. I think he's been better than I think we all thought he was going to be at the start of the, the series. And also, the SRU are using him on like the main poster to like 
sell tickets for the Six Nations. I'm like, guys, what are you doing? But fair enough. <laughs> I, Duhan's so offering. I, I agree, actually. And there, yeah, so you're like, Duhan, go away. Yavin, here we go. Come yeah, to the front. So I'm, 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 I'm prepared to be big enough to offer an apology. Havan yeah. Sebastian and Ben Tullis are the two people to receive the apologies, <laughs> the official, the official apologies from me over my time. <laughs> Yeah. Do you want to go through our 23s for the opening match? Yes, do it. Yeah, I think so. Do you want to? I, I mean, I think that's probably, just, that's probably something we learn is that our Tunis sort of idea of a starting 15 is relatively stable, right? Yeah. I think so. Just 100%. just before we do that, do you want to do my my quiz, which is related to that? Yeah, let's do it. So obviously. Scotland played South Africa during the 2015 World Cup. And I want to you to name the starting Scotland squad from that day. Right. I think there's, just as a clue, there are in that starting 15, there are two people who are still in the squad. Just two. In Scotland squad today, yeah. In the, in the 23. <clears throat> in... Yeah, and uh, starting 15. Starting 15. Do you want to go first, yeah. Dave? Um, <laughs> yeah. It's okay. quite hard. Uh, 2015. Yeah. Greg Laidlaw. Starting at nine. Very good. I'm just, yeah, I'm starting, starting with a name <laughs> that I know is, is yeah. definitely there. Okay. <laughs> Duncan Ware. He was starting at 10 that day, got set up that um, inset try for Seymour. Oh, you've given one away, haven't you? Oh shit! Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, Richie Vernon. Oh, mate, Richie Vernon, only man to have played in the World Cup in both back and forward positions. There we go. Was he in the forwards that day or the backs? He was playing thirteen. Playing thirteen. Brandon, played in the two thousand and eleven World Cup. In Matt, in the back row. Matt Scott. Nice. Starting at 12, his centre partner. Uh, Stuart Hard. Lovely stuff. Got, well, obviously, I said, same, oh, there you go, mate. We have seen nailing it so far. That's the whole backline, because obviously, just said Seymour as well. So you said Seymour. Yeah. So what we got for the pack? Um, WP now. <laughs> there you go. The, the survivor <laughs> into today's squad. So is he one of the two survi- one of the yeah. two survivors? Yeah, yeah. One of the two survivors. Gilchrist? Gilchrist wasn't in the squad. He was named that was that one he was named as he was named as captain and then broke his arm, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, that I think you're right. This. Yeah, yeah. All I right. think you're right. Yeah. Dave, Dave goes one up. Yeah. Um so we got Will and now. Who would have been playing hooker on that day? Ross Ford? Who's on the bench? McAnally. Hey. Swing and a miss. Who would it have been then? Fraser Brown? There you go. Fraser Brown. There you go. There you go indeed. Uh, Gordy Reed. Gordy Reed, the French polisher. He is there. <laughs> um, 
Johnny Gray. Johnny Gray is correct. Swinson. Swinson was on the bench. We lost you, but I think you said Swinson. Yeah, we on the lost bench. you a little bit there. Sorry, Swinson, yeah, the Swinson, Swinson came on for Gray, so we're still looking for the other. Why? Why are you dialing in from like Siberia, mate? You yeah, your connection's gone weird. Has it? How am I sounding now? Still like you're in Siberia. Take this up with Stockbridge. 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 Sounds really bad. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck's sake. Oh, you're back. I didn't want to. Oh, there we go. Oh, no, no, you're gone again. Not really. How am I sorry? Yeah, that was good. Is that right? Where are you? Just in my kitchen. Nowhere fancy. (laughs) Classic place to record a podcast. Yeah, that's good. Right. Dave, it's on you. Um... Richie Gray. There we go. Richie Gray. Was it both the Grays? Yeah, the other survivor. Uh, ah. Denton? David Denton's one of the back row. The other the other two back rows are quite quite rogue. Fazaro. I don't think he was in the squad then. Was he not? Long haired guy. Yep. Blair Cowan. Blair Cowan, excellent. Oh, um, and then, not Hardy. Crushing it. No, Hardy wasn't uh, in the squad that day. Um, so what we're we looking for the six. Yeah. <clears throat> and a decent, decent beard on him. Strauss. Strauss. Yeah, Strauss. It's there a, we go. It's a, it's a weird back row. Yeah, Cowan, Strauss, Strauss Dent, Wheezy. I think basically... Just size, right? Yeah, I think it was a bit of a <clears throat> second string side in some respects. Yeah. The fact that the fact Weir was starting, Visser starting, well, no Hardy. When you compare it to the um, the starting back line for the, the quarterfinal, what you're missing, Finn, Horn, Bennett. Bennett. Who was on yeah. the, was it, was, did Seymour and Vissers? I know obviously Seymour started. Was it C- Ma- Vissers on Maitland. the other wing? Maitland. Maitland started the other one, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And then it would have been, what, Dickinson and I think Ford? Yeah. So what's the strategy there? We were keeping our, our powder drive for the we still had Samoa. Samoa game. Yeah. Yeah. Which wasn't Which we almost easy. lost. <laughs> so yeah. probably the I right strategy. I, I think we were all there, mate. We were all there, mate. It wasn't, oh, wasn't, yeah, just, so we wasn't just you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I was definitely there, yeah. I just don't remember you guys being there. <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. It's a nice night. Newcastle. It's a, it's a good stadium. What a place. Wonderful place. Great stadium. Fun. Nice quiz. Nice niche niche 15, really, I'd say. It is quite niche, but I think I you guys like, did pretty well, actually. I feel like that Seymour try is the very kind of the thing that's really sort of yeah. lived on from that match. Just, I think obviously yeah. the Donkey Ware interception is uh, such a memorable piece of action. Yeah, just very quickly getting getting real chopped down. <laughs> so should we do? Okay. Should we do? Yeah, let's let's do the the here and now. Where would we like to start from? Should we keep with tradition and start at nine, or would you like to start at um, start in the front row? Let's do back quickly because I think that's probably I think easier. Yeah. 
I think so. I guess. All, all White, saying. Nine. Well, I don't think White had a great game against Georgia. It feels like he is the starter. Yeah, I think. Not, yeah, like pretty much locked on. Yeah, no. I think right. White and Finn are locked in at nine and ten. Yeah. Two Pelotu and Jones are locked in at twelve and thirteen. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought I thought Georgia was two Pelotu's probably best game of the the warm up matches. What What I will say is that I saw two Pelotu in George Square in Edinburgh. Um. And he is fucking massive. It's really difficult to explain. <laughs> it is really difficult to explain to you how thick he is and just like how broad thick. he is. I how, just, you, I how, you, how are you spelling thick? Oh, two C's. <laughs> two easily, C's. Easily yeah. with two C's. <laughs> and just like he's basically like all neck. He's, he's honestly enormous. Um, but yeah, they were all out. There quite a lot of them were actually. Yeah. Jack Dempsey also huge. So there you go. As you'd expect. Good to know. And then the back three kind of picks itself also. I think I so, yeah. That that would be my only point. Carl Stane's been playing so well recently. Yeah. And there's an, there's an argument that he's definitely under the high ball. Like, more liable than either Darcy or Duhan. Who Who would you drop, though? I, I would Aerial I, I would it's a tough one I, I don't think they will start him but I'd actually maybe play him ahead of Duhan I know, Duhan is an absolute freak and can do things that no one else can do but he also will cost you points and tries I think particularly looking back to that Ireland game the end of last Six Nations he was caught out, caught out of position so badly, and I think good teams will exploit that. Would would be my only argument, really. I I, I do get that argument. It it just feels like he just offers you too much. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I do know. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I, I know. And then you've got to got to just take that defensive risk and hope that it pulls out a worldie. And does that, but that, does that mean that, although Stain's actually reasonably versatile because he can play 13 as well, for instance, but does that mean he just he just isn't in the 23 at all? He's either starting or not well, involved. I guess on the assumption that we're all doing a 6-2, which I don't know if we are or not, but I am, I, I would have said Horn, Stain as my two backsubs. Mm-hmm. What would be your other option there? Horn I presume, and sorry, I Smith. We're all starting. We're all starting Kinghorn at fifteen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I guess you've kind of got to have a, you've got to have a scrum half, obviously, and so it's a bit of a yeah. shootout between Horn and Price, and I think I think Horn probably edges it, especially in terms of impact sub. And then it feels like that third, that that last back is going to be. I mean, you've got a lot, right? You got Healy, Redpath, Stain, Harris, Smith. And I think, given the versatility of a lot of those players, you could. And what could, if Finn goes down, Kinghorn goes to ten? Well, that's the question, right? Is you do a six-two, yeah. you, you probably can't carry Healy, so you'd have to have Kinghorn as your backup ten. Um, I'm happy or if with you, that. 
if you feel like you need Healy, then you probably need to go a 5-3. Yeah. Just thinking about it. Um, so then, so then you're probably if you go six two, you're probably looking at what Stain or Harris. Redpath. Well, I suppose Harris can also cover wing and centre. Yeah. So I think if you've got Stain, he can cover sort of thirteen or wing. Jones or Darcy can cover fullback. Yeah. Um. And then, yeah, I guess I'm assuming if two Pelota goes down, you can um. You obviously have Jones and, and Stain, which isn't perfect, but it's probably good enough, right? Even maybe put Finn at 12 if you needed to. Yeah, no, exactly. And then rejig things. I think Stain could probably play 15 as well if he really needed to. Yeah, well, he has done for Glasgow. Yeah. But I, I agree. ultimately, Stain's coming off the bench after like five minutes. You're like, that's fine. Right, <laughs> you know, he's, yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely at that level where you'd be totally fine for him to start. Patrick against yeah. Romania for Stain, I reckon. Yeah, for sure. That could that could be his defining it, it, World Cup moment. His try scoring record is absolutely banging. To be fair, what is it again? Oh, so it good. Ten and ten or something? Is it that much? Yeah, it's. I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, him, Darcy, and Duhan. I mean, obviously, it's just reflective of the last four years, really, right? Is yeah. just the way Scotland have been playing. That our wingers are probably all three of them will could potentially end up in like the top five best sort of try scorers for Scotland of all time by the end of their careers. Yeah, one of them, one or many of them, will overhaul Hogg's record probably. Uh, is Hogg is Hogg the record holder for tries? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was like that 20, winger twenty six. Who did he hold? Was it, who was like the? It's not like the winger from like nineteen twenties. You like held it for ages. Ian Smith. Ian Smith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just and I think he did it in like twenty games as well. It was a different time. A different time, man. All right. Should we front row. Yeah. Who you yeah. got? Is it Skuman and Ferguson default starters? Yeah. Gotta be. No. Turner in between them. Yeah, Turner Tom. for me. Thoughts on Cherry starring? Turner off the bench. I guess the the only the rationale for for Cherry is in terms of what Turner brings. Is it better? Do, do you get the reward? Is the reward higher in the last thirty minutes? Whereas obviously the risk of Turner in terms of maybe slightly weaker at some time and sort of not as strong in the line out. You, you sort of, you, you is Cherry quite... a better thrower than Turner? I I feel like more can he's definitely more consistent than Turner. Mm. Um, I think he's I, yeah. I think he's I made just, about the same. I just wonder if his strengths, both in the kind of tight and in the set piece, is potentially a more important thing to have out the gate, and then you sort of have Turner in terms of what he brings coming off the bench with sort of thirty minutes to go. Did you ever think? In your life, you'd be suggesting that. <laughs> Cherry. No, like no. I, I think it's actually a pretty like. Yeah. It's a decent argument. It's just uh, it just takes a little bit of time to to process. <laughs> what I like about it, is, I like about Dave Cherry. Did you listen to him on the? It was like the squad announcement, BBC Scotland rugby pod, and like Dave Cherry sounds like he's really like taken aback that he's like done this as well, when he's like reminiscing <laughs> about 
Stade Nissoir and like oh I did see that yeah that's so good (laughs) yeah it's a great story which I think is a completely fair position to take right as well like it wasn't like he was 20 years old at Stade Nissoir he was like 25 (laughs) playing in like fourth tier French rugby with no linesman so yeah (laughs) it's been a pretty pretty amazing I, I don't know it's um I think they probably will go for Turner and I think no matter what, you need to have Turner as either two or 16. I just wonder whether his role is better in the last 30, 35, rather than the first 50, 55. I suppose they haven't, Townsend hasn't done that in recent years and has stuck with, has started with Turner. So I wonder if he'd just keep it the same. I think likely, yes. Turner, Turner's had some very big performances in that two jersey as well. Not least. Yeah, I think I would. England this year in the Six Nations. Yeah. I think I'd prefer for Turner to to start. So and then the I think. The worry about Turner is that his red card in that first minute, and you're like, George, man, he's got to turn that head, head off. I, he's, I never, think, he's never yeah. been red carded for Scotland, has he? I, I remember him getting like a yellow card and being like, probably deserved a red. <laughs> but get yeah, on. who is that against? Um, Australia, I think. They, I, I do have a little bit of a fear that of, of cards just because I feel like the sort of general press is, you know, if Scotland are going to beat South Africa, they've got to at least get parity or at least get close to South Africa when it comes to sort of the contact. And I think when you sort of go in with that mindset of being like, we have to match them physically you probably yeah. just start to bleed more into, I don't know, not not on purpose, obviously, but you just start to kind of do stuff that slightly puts you in a bit more of a danger zone. And, you know, look at like Grant Gilchrist versus France, right? They have yeah. the two wins and it was the same narrative, like, can they match up to France physically? And completely, he was throwing himself into tackles, clearly got it wrong, right? And, and then getting red carded. So that it's just a fear for me that that sort of narrative is going to, create a bit of a risk um if they don't sort of manage it in the right way um and similar with someone like you know someone like turner right who does just naturally throw himself into contact right <laughs> there is times when turner doesn't appear to be particularly in control of his body <laughs> when he's hitting like a, a ruck or a t- i think that's a fair fair so, summary right fair, yeah. um i mean ferguson's probably worse but yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is definitely a lot of card risk in this team going up against South Africa. Yeah. Is each do you reckon each team is probably going to get a red card at some stage in the pools? They're going to work out like that. Just need it versus Romania. Who would be who would be the best South African to get red carded against us early? Like, like Mal Malbrek. Yeah, Malbec. Yeah. Mal- yeah. Mal- 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 I think you called him Malbec before in this podcast. Actually. Just someone absolutely massive. Yeah, probably Malherb. No, probably Estebeth. Yeah, true. Or Steph Detroit, maybe. Literally anyone. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a it's a long list. This new young winger that they've got is so good. <laughs> um, because yeah, again, I think it's sort of like just going to the second rows, obviously. You know, Richard Gay and Gilchrist have been great and look like they're obviously definite starters, but it does feel like there is a bit of a gap there when you sort of compare it to South Africa and what they've got. 
within yeah. their sort of second row ranks. There always will be, right? Yeah. No. Exactly. I think. Yeah, I think that's probably our our strongest pairing, really. No, no one. Arg- I should say no argument for Cummings. Just having some of those real hard lines off nine. He hit one of those lines against Georgia and he caught it. So I know. <laughs> maybe he's maybe he's back, baby. Tony Connor. <laughs> yeah. Um, thing, like nobody saw the resurgence of Richie Gray. This time last is, year, no one was yeah. talking about Richie Gray starting for Scotland in the World Cup. And it is pretty mad. It. I was pretty skeptical when he was brought back in. I was like, he hasn't done that much at Glasgow, yeah. but maybe he maybe I owe him an apology. I don't know. Mayor Culper episode. <laughs> it is, yeah. Do you think Johnny Gray resents him at all? Sort of like it was kind of like his time was mm. over. It was time for mm. Johnny Gray to sort of step up and be the be the brother that takes the glory. And Richie's just sort of come back in, kicked him out. I don't know. Tough Christmas. Maybe should. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> When Richie Gray's like won the World Cup, he's like Johnny. What what were you doing? <laughs> injured, like an, injured like an idiot. What are you doing? Um, but okay, so that second row, we've sort of we're all Richie Grant, right? I think so. I think they're yeah. you're playing on on you, form. What's your, what's and your best, best like, set piece to sort of manage to manage that? Um, I think Skinner will most likely be on the bench, and then that point gives you room. Yeah, that gives you room to to bring another second row with you. So possibly Cummins. Yeah, not sure who else there would be. Yeah, it feels like probably WP now. Turner slash Cherry slash Ashman. Do you think? I want, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sutherland. Do you think? It kind of feels. A, I, I feel a little bit like Batty might have gone past Sutherland. Yeah, possibly. Which once again is a pretty big turnaround in events. We're I talking about Sutherland. We're talking about Sutherland and Price missing out in the twenty-three, having toured with the Lions. Yeah, not that long ago. I, and Harris. I think, yeah, and Harris. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. All getting test starts as well, didn't they? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Price and Harris definitely. Did Sutherland start one of them? Or maybe he came off the bench. Definitely got Yeah, cap. he did. I, I, th- I would still feel a little bit better about seeing Sutherland than Batty. Just purely, maybe from a size perspective against Africa. I think with either one. Yeah. Are they similar size? I think so. Feels like Sutherland's bigger. Really? I thought Batty. Uh, yeah, I d- yeah, I don't know. It's just a sort of an impression. And then back row. I feel a bit sorry for Matt Ferguson. I feel like he's continued to perform there. relatively consistently. And... Again, the sort of just narrative sort of in the in the press seems to be that Dempsey's almost a guaranteed starter, which to be fair, he's he's performed obviously really well for Glasgow yeah. and 
and played really well for Scotland. But <laughs> I would say, you know, as I said, Ferguson's definitely done nothing wrong and, and actually played relatively well for uh I think for it's Scotland. like the twin the twin track of Dempsey playing well, Darge coming through, and then obviously Richie being made captain. Just creates like a very difficult environment for Ferguson. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think obviously there was a few question marks about Richie, but it feels like that away match in France just killed oh, him. It was that so off. good. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it feels like Dodge is is kind of in the driving seat now. I feel like Watson hasn't had too much of an opportunity in these sort of warm up matches. Same with Crosby Dodge a little is, bit. Dodge is so good though. Yeah, Dodge is so good. <laughs> Dodge, Dodge is so good. You'd, you'd almost say like him and Dempsey are two of like the first picks in that pack. Yeah. Maybe alongside like Askuman and Fagerson. Yeah, and I think almost with Gilchrist and Gray in the second row, Dempsey make, becomes more important because they don't offer you much yeah, carrying. Yeah. So you... I mean, there's an argument for why you might carry, put Ferguson in at six ahead of Richie, but obviously Dempsey is definitely the best carrier of any forward. Um, so it feels like given you've got them in the row, and especially if you have Cherry at hooker, <laughs> you need um, you need the chairs. you need the chairs. You just need a, a really good ball carrying eight, and Dempsey's definitely the, the best we've got. Is there an argument for? Starting with Fagerson at eight and then Dempsey off the bench. I feel like Fagerson, you know, having played a little bit six as well, has evolved into more of a kind of tight player, whereas Dempsey is more of that carrying option. I don't think it'll necessarily happen, but. I think it's good. Yeah, I think it's a good question. As I said, if Richie hadn't had that match against France, probably be arguing for Vegas in six. Yeah. For a lot of what you just said there. Yeah. 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 It it just feels like because he's captain and because he put in that performance against that huge, a big French pack, obviously you're just not going to, you're going to drop him out. Yeah. But yeah, I know you, I guess. Jamie Ritchie is also really good. I I know. Yeah, I'm just think... I'm struggling to see how Townsend's going to pick Nick Haining at eight. It's difficult to see how he's going to get that through <laughs> at this stage. He's cl- he's closed down a lot of his options. Nick Haining's just taken like a three month contract with Bezier yeah. in France. Yeah, he got. Did you, hear, did, did you hear that's what Ryan Wilson has been doing? Yeah, I did hear that. On the, on the Jim on Hamilton. The Jim, Jim Hamilton speaking to John Barker, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, know, he knows what he's doing. You never know when they might need a wee. That is true. Back for a reinforcement. Do you know where... Has Nick Haining gone anywhere? After he got let go by Edinburgh. I haven't seen anything announced. Tooney's just do. made sure that he gets, like, a central contract, but with no club. <laughs> just, just in yeah, case. Exactly. <laughs> He's still got a key card to get into the gym at Murrayfield. He's just like Nick. Just like, <laughs> let him. He's just saying to Dodson. He's just like let him cook. Give him three. Give him three months just to like get stay in shape. Just running, running suicides at Stumel constantly, keeping fit. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna happen. He will get, get minutes this World Cup. 
I don't know how it's going to happen. But he's going to get some minutes. The the only other argument for Matt Ferguson is he's obviously really strong in the lineout, probably the most. Yeah. But, and slightly more than Dempsey. And I guess against South Africa, do you, do you want to have as many options as possible? Um, but again, it, it just feels like Dempsey just brings too much, right, from from the last few games. I just like the idea of seeing Dempsey against those like South African freaks. Do you think South Africa are seeing the Scottish press like laud Dempsey for being this like hard runner, and they're just like he would be like the 40th hardest runner? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Club team. I think what they. Are you, what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, I think they think that about pretty much every like other rugby nation, but particularly yeah. an Australian, which is what effectively what he is. Yeah. Bah. But it's nice problems to have, right? Yeah, hundred percent. And if that and means that Fagerson is on the bench, it's you know. He's not let Scotland. It's not like he's just put in decent performances for Scotland in the last Six Nations. He was, you know, we're, one of our yeah. most consistent performers. It, it definitely feels like versus four years ago. This this the, the kind of starting fifteen is a lot more settled. I mean, I remember when you think about the centres when we went in last year. I don't think any of us. When it was twenty nineteen, there was all like, oh, is, who's it going to be? Harris, Jones, Taylor, yeah. etc. No one quite knew what the starting backline was going to be for us, but within the centres, whereas now it just feels like there's just so much. Everyone kind of knows what the, the starting team is, which feels very untoony, but feels like it's a good thing for what we need to do. And so so who else would come onto the bench then? We'd have Batty slash Sutherland, Turner, Nell, registered Turner slash Jerry, Nell, Cummings and Skinner. Cummings, Skinner, Fagerson. Fagerson. That's your six. Any shout for Watson or Crosby? I think it would be difficult to pick Crosby ahead of Fagerson if it was a straight shootout. And then Watson can only play one position. So I think it kind of picks itself. I like it. Yeah. It's a good team. If we were in a normal group, we would be fine. Man, if we were in There's either like England Wales, or Wales Fiji yeah. group, which is an absolute fucking farce. Imagine we were just looking at that path to the semi-final, and then as you said, oh. it feels like Scotland have got that one big game in them, you know, and you know maybe a France or an Ireland or South Africa in a semi-final. I could see that, but to your point, it feels like if we, even if we win that game in the group. To then beat New Zealand or France in the quarterfinals <laughs> just just feels like it might be a bit too much of a stretch for this team. But they yeah. just believe. I, d- I didn't realise the, the reason for the draw being made so early was France requested it. Was it? Did not know that. Yeah, because apparently they wanted to know the fixtures well in advance from just the logistics and selling tickets point of view. I was like, I'm pretty sure you'd be fine if if it was done, you know, yeah. 18 months, 18 months in advance. Like people are like really excited about this World Cup. 
Yeah, it's totally unnecessary. Damn I think World Rugby will never do it. They'll never do it again. Yeah. This way. But I don't know, man. Crash out in the group stages. Would you take crashing out in the group stages, but we win the Six Nations? You buy? Are you buying that from me now? Hundred percent. I take like, lose every, lose every like game in the world. Bit humiliating exit for a 6 win. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I take humiliating, like crashing out the World Cup, lose by 50 points to South Africa, Townsend gets sacked. God bless him. Win the Six Nations. <laughs> Not even Grand Slam, just win. No, just win. No, just win, yeah. obviously. We don't, want, we don't want too much. 50 points from South Africa, 50 points from Ireland. Scrape past Romania, lose to Tonga, but we win the Six Nations on the last day. With Scott Johnson as coach. With Scott Johnson <laughs> shit back in. Eddie Jones as coach. After Matt he gets Lewis, sacked um, as Australian yeah. uh, head coach. Oh. I'm, loving, I'm loving the annual Matt Williams like pile on. Yeah, but it's really funny. Oh. <laughs> I actually didn't even see the article. I just saw lots of tweets about people just about Matt Williams. I was like, ah. Oh. Rugby Twitter is like just in equilibrium. when like Everybody's just happy when it's Matt Williams is like the target. Yeah, he was good. He was talking down the uh, South Africa seven-one, and that needs needs to be sort of outlawed in some way. And everyone was going after him. It's not in the spirit of the game. Not in the spirit of the game. Poor old Matt. But I mean, like, what if they get Dave's, like five Dave's coming to Matt's rescue? <laughs> <laughs> you sure you want to do this? <laughs> I'm team. I'm team Matt. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm anti Matt. I'm just like. It'll work itself out. Like seven one works if everybody stays fresh or doesn't get injured. But like, what if like all of your bags get injured and you have to play like Eben Epsabeth at twelve? Like, come on. Exactly. And it, it wasn't even a like a choice, right? <laughs> they they had an injury and yeah, exactly. Yeah, they were forced to do it, and thankfully they got like Quagga Smith, who's kind of that back row who's played a lot of sevens, so you can just about cover if you need to. But I, I don't think South Africa going to do it again right apart from against scotland they're picking eight eight strong forwards <laughs> on the on the bench we could have done it miller us. we could have we could have been pioneers of the seven one true do you think we could have done a seven we could have done we could have done the <clears> eight eight zero if we had <laughs> vernon on the bench and laid law starting at 10 yeah, because because then it means you've already got your nine cover yeah. on the yeah. pitch, and Vernon can cover <laughs> the backs. That would have been sweet. Vern the kind of just thing... didn't. Vern just didn't think big enough in 2015. Yeah, <laughs> feels the kind of thing Andy Robinson might have been tempted to do towards the end of his reign. He was like, "Look, we can't like our backs barely catch and pass. We need to keep it in the forwards." Yeah, yeah. Our forwards yeah. are competitive at least. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's the 23 that's gonna that's gonna beat South Africa. And I know I know we're still we're still 10 days out. Just give me a prediction right now. Give me your head and heart. My my heart says Scotland by three, but one of these ones where we're like we're we're 12 points up at half time, cotton cold, and we're like hanging on for dear life. Oh yeah. I think my Rory Dodge turnover at like 81 minutes, clock red underneath our post. <laughs> yeah, 
100%. I think my head says we're sort of relatively in it for about 60 minutes within zero to seven, but can never get quite ahead. And then they just sort of peel away in the in the last 20 and win by sort of 10, 10 to 15. Yeah. Yeah, that head is uh, accurate. <laughs> my my only, um, one of my main hopes of the match is that Pollard is injured and that Am is injured as well. Now, I think the guys they've brought in are clearly like really class players, but they arguably, particularly Libok, plays in a way that is very different to Pollard and arguably suits Scotland in that he's yeah. probably going to kick less. He's probably going to you know play the percentages less, etc. So if you can kind of get to him a little bit and start making him try to force his hand and play in an un-South African way, then I think Finn could like take him to the cleaners. But once again, I, I don't know if the South African forwards will let that happen. Yeah. I think South Africa by less than seven. Uh, Darcy Graham to score at any time. I'm interested in something along those lines. I like it. I mean, I like I, it. I think there is a chance that South Africa win comfortably by 15, 17 points. Right? Yes. You can see that happening very easily, yeah. And just, if I was there, I'd that's just... the six. That's the 60-20 that Alan's talked about. You know, we're we're close with for 60 minutes, but that's yeah. 20. We just, we lose, we lose bearings. The and bomb I think if squad I was... comes on. Yeah. We're just getting marched back at the scrum. Penalties on penalties. A couple of yellow cards to the just, forwards. Yeah, scoreboard just ticks away from us. And yeah, that's what I'd do if I was South Africa, to try and absolutely batter us. Like, keep the ball away from Finn as much as possible. Yeah. Should we end on that really bleak note? Or should we try and <laughs> yeah, I know. up a little bit? No, no. <laughs> I, think that's, I, think, I think it's a, a nice reflection of, of, of the pod and, our, and us. We just leave, leave it on leave that, it there. Hard, that harsh reality. <laughs> well, let's do it then. In which case, well, thanks very much for joining us on this sort of semi-occasional podcast that we run these days. Um, you can still keep up with us on Twitter at Thistle Rugby Pod, on Instagram Thistle Understroke Rugby Understroke Pod, the secret TikTok. I'm just going to get um, this weekend. I'm just going to have to get into the lab and create some create some serious content now that the Rugby World Cups around us. So keep an eye out for that. We will be podding throughout the World Cup. We're not going to commit to specific days or times because we've all got kids and it's difficult, but we will be through with you throughout the Rugby World Cup. And if you're in Nice for the Tonga game, you will find us with a big bag of cans on the beach before that. So uh, looking forward to uh, looking forward to getting on the road on tour. Any final words, lads? Can't wait for the bag of cans. Big bag. I think you can get tenants super. In South of France, it's more of an Italy thing, isn't it? I was thinking about yeah. taking cans with me. I don't know how many you can take on a plane. Just a couple of warm cans <laughs> you, of tea on the beach. Did you see that stupid, oh, that stupid story that was going around online of like this woman from America who'd never been to the UK before, and somebody told her that we don't have Diet Coke, so she brought a suitcase full of Diet Coke? That could be you. 
for the big <laughs> can of tenants, big ba- a suitcase of tenants. Well, the only difference being my fear was correct that that Nice wouldn't have lots of cans of tenants. So well, exactly, yeah, you you be you're well, so well you're right. The, yeah, the most prudent decision that you make. Yeah, right. absolutely. Great. Well, on that note, that is a that is a positive note to end on. Taking cans to France. Um, we will speak to you very soon. Cheers. 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 Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.